Press means supply force. When God said press, prayer reaches every single situation. He gave us permission to apply force to every situation that we will go through. And in this podcast, we are going to learn to apply force to what's applying pressure to us. Welcome to the Press Podcast. Today we are in number 16. We are making our way through this Bible. And I am so excited as I study the scriptures and learn more about God and these stories, these testimonies, these accounts of what God has done in the Bible are resonating in my mind more and more frequently because I'm seeing myself in some of the scriptures in a good way and in a bad way sometimes. I love that the word challenges us to be better, but equips us to do so. It is one thing when people tell you, you just need to work on this, but they don't tell you how. But the Bible actually challenges you, tells you you're wrong here, but also shows you and gives you the strength to change into what you're supposed to be. So we're studying the scriptures. We're in number 16 and we're still with Moses at this point. There's a man named Korah, Korah, the son of Izar, the son of Kohath, the son of Levi. Korah is a Levite and he's rallied some other people here, 250 of the princes of Israel to come against Moses. And these weren't just any princes. These people were renowned and famous in the congregation. They had big reputations and they were well respected. And Korah has rallied them against Moses, so he thinks. The Bible says in number 16, verse 3, And they gathered themselves together against Moses and against Aaron, and said unto them, You take too much upon you, seeing all the congregation are holy every one of them, and the Lord is among them. Now, right there, you can tell there's going to be a problem because their tone is, oh, you're doing too much. You don't have to do all of this. We've got people who can help you. They're holy too. But if you ever listen to your enemies long enough, they'll tell you who they are and what their real motives are. Because it wasn't about Moses having too much to do or taking too much upon himself. It wasn't about, oh, he hasn't noticed that other people can live right too. They go on to say, Wherefore then lift ye up yourselves above the congregation of the Lord. And when Moses heard it, he fell upon his face. Now they're saying, you do doing too much. You got so much you're carrying, Moses. We're all saved here. Why do you put yourself so high up above us? And Moses drops to his face because of his humility. Moses always understood that he was not putting himself in any position. That is the meekness that is Moses, the characteristic that is most associated with him. He's not putting himself in any position. He wasn't trying to lord over them or boss them around. That's not why he was here. He was here because God put him here. And he fell to his face because you just trespassed against God. He knew right then and there with the way they were talking, you're saying, I did this? After all you've seen, after all God has done, after all he's been, Moses knew he didn't do anything that got them to that point. He is simply the conduit of God. He's simply what God is flowing through. He is not anybody great or special outside of what God does. Moses teaches us a lot about being a leader and a servant leader, he always takes the posture of someone who is low. 
Moses fell to his face and he knew God would handle this. God would fight for him. Some things you don't have to fight. You just have to know and pray and let God be God. Korah and those following him did not understand what God had given to them. They're so worried about what Moses has received from God and what they want to be and their aspirations, so to speak, that they don't understand God had already given them a place that should be honored and respected and that was high and precious to God. Moses says to them, verse 8, Here I pray you, ye sons of Levi, seemeth it but a small thing unto you, that the God of Israel have separated you from the congregation of Israel to bring you near to himself, to do the service of the tabernacle of the Lord and to stand before the congregation to minister unto them. And he hath brought thee near to him and all thy brethren, the sons of Levi with thee and seek ye the priesthood also for which cause both thou and all thy company are gathered together against the Lord. And what is Aaron that ye murmur against him? And Moses sent to call Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, which said, we will not come up. So what's happening is Moses is rebuking the people. He says, don't you understand what God put in your hands to do? In considering this lesson, it came to me, everybody praying or listening to this is not a Moses. Some may be a Korah, where you have aspirations in God or spiritual aspirations. But you have to understand, you don't have to compete for somebody else's spot to be what God called you to be, nor do you have to challenge them nor tear them down. It is God that gives the position that sets good leaders that walks with them. Anytime man in scripture tried to elevate themselves or posture themselves to have power, there were always negative repercussions, even when the Lord allowed them to have kings and things like that in the future there were issues that came with that you want to be in a position to follow who God puts ahead of you don't divide the camp you're in whether it's your church whether it's your job don't be part of the division don't be part of those that go talking to other people behind their backs about the leadership We know Korah had to do that. At what point did he rally 250 men? How many conversations did that take? How much plotting? And then to get the wording as if he didn't really do anything, but he was just there to help because it's too much and we're all holy. No, don't be part of the division. It is easy to divide. It is harder to unify in love. But that unity, the love, That comes from God. We have to seek after God and his way. I know it's not always easy. Sometimes following leaders can be a challenge because you don't know all that they know. You don't see all that they see and you don't hear all that they hear. So their decisions may look questionable to you at times, but it's not for you to evaluate how they're making decisions as much as for you to say, are they following God? If God is with them and they're following God, you need to stay with them. If they're not, so be it. Don't follow. But when the hand of the Lord is upon somebody, it is important that you stay in position too. So I don't know if you're Korah in this situation or Moses, but either way, make sure you stay aligned with the will of God. And I know I mentioned this in a previous podcast that 
sometimes we'll think we're coming for a person or we're talking negatively about a person. And what you end up encountering is a God fight because you accidentally swung on the God that stood behind them. And Korah did just that. And we know he did just that because Moses says in verse 11, for which cause both thou and all thy company are gathered together against the Lord. He said they came against the Lord, not you came against me, not Cora. Why are we beefing Cora? What do you have against me? He didn't go to the side to talk about it or say, let's work this out. He said, no, Cora, you came against the Lord. When you stepped up here thinking you're going to take authority from me or whatever you're trying to do, overthrow me, you came against the Lord. And Moses this time prays a different prayer in verse 15, because most of the time when we see Moses pray, we see him asking for mercy. We see him invoke the nature of God, that God not react the way he has the right to. We see him asking God for instruction. But this time, Moses is ready to fight. And as a leader, I understand it, because when somebody challenges you as a leader in public, you have to answer it in public and Moses was very wroth verse 15 and said unto the Lord respect not thou their offering I have not taken one ass from them neither have I hurt one of them that was his prayer in the middle of his conversation with them he looks at God and says don't respect one thing they try to give you out of this I haven't done anything wrong I haven't taken anything from them he prayed that they would not have a way of reconciling or entreating God or offering God anything that God would accept. And then he looks at the people. He says, okay, tomorrow I want you all out front and center. Everybody, core, everybody who's with you, have them bring a censer tomorrow. We are going to see who God is with. Verse 28 is the response and the action of God concerning Moses's prayer, or at least part of the response. For in this instance, Moses did not ask for mercy and God did not show it. In fact, Moses asked for judgment. And he let the people know God is going to show who he is with. And Moses said, verse 28, Hereby ye shall know that the Lord has sent me to do all these works, for I have not done them of mine own hand. If these men die the common death of all men, or if they be visited after the visitation of all men, then the Lord hath not sent me. But if the Lord make a new thing, and the earth open her mouth and swallow them up with all that appertain unto them, and they go down quick into the pits, then ye shall understand that these men have provoked the Lord. It was important that Moses address this in front of the people because if this man had 250 people following him and they represent families and their princes over their area, then you better believe there's way more conversations, way more people involved. There's a whole rebellion afoot here. And Moses says in front of all the people, if God is with me, he's going to show you right now. And he's going to show you because these men are going to die and they're not going to die in a normal way. The earth is going to swallow them up. And as soon as Moses got done speaking, verse 31, the ground clave asunder that was under them and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed them up and their houses and all the men that appertained unto Korah and all their goods. They and all that appertained to them went down alive into the pit and the earth closed upon them and they perished from among the congregation. They died. All that they had was lost. Their families were lost because they were rebellious. I warn those of you who are a Korah or have the propensity to be a Korah, 
don't lose everything fighting for a position God did not give you. To those of you who sit where Moses sits, understand God will fight and you don't have to do anything but trust him and stay on his side. In terms of prayer, I believe God has people who have found favor with him on a level that's not common. He has a special ear to the leaders he has called. And you don't want to find yourself on the wrong side of their prayers. But we want to pray with them. We want to pray for them. And that does not mean they won't have character flaws or they won't do something in a manner we would have done differently. But it does mean the hand of God stays with them. Today, pray for your leaders. Pray for unity in the body. Pray that God have his way because we're better together. Because prayer reaches every single situation. Join the movement. Join the community. Like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Visit us at PressToPray.com or find us on Instagram or Facebook. Did you know that when you are quiet, your voice is missing to God's ears? I know some of us have prayed and we're wondering, how long should I pray about this? Why should I pray if God already knows? How will I know God is answering? And what do I do when I feel like God's not listening? But God is listening for your voice. It's too quiet in this world for the troubles we have. You have to raise your voice and God wants to hear from you. It's Too Quiet, a book about prayer, is designed to answer your prayer questions and build your faith. Visit PressToPray.com.